monsters. <laughs> to mm-hmm. murder horror and monsters mm-hmm. uh that over there is your lovely host skloon and that over there is the always amazing ash why you gotta because one up me i have to <laughs> <laughs> <It's the rules. laughs> you, just can't, you just can't you just can't keep it yourself you can't just be like, oh yes, I am amazing, and then be also slightly inadequate <laughs> and more average. I'm okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm okay, and you know what? There's nothing wrong with being okay. That's true. There's nothing wrong with being average. Some of us are a little bit more, more. What what do they call it? Uh, it's not just extraordinary; it's extraordinary. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right, like it's it's diagonally, and it's just diagonally, diagonally. Um, but hi guys, uh, welcome, welcome to week two. We are still a work in progress. Clearly, uh, we're we're testing some new things out, but we are just so happy. Uh to continue this journey but we did realize a crucial mistake in last mm-hmm. week's episode uh do you wanna since that is your uh your portion of the episode do you wanna do you wanna correct that correct that mistake um, yes so we forgot to explain what a cryptid is kind of a crucial Our part in <laughs> horrors and monsters <laughs> I, I forget that not everyone around me knows what a cryptid is because it's just my whole world. <laughs> right. And it was it was not even brought up to us until we, we did have a um playtest, if you will. You know, like video games have playtesters and beta testers and we had someone kinda do that for, for us. And they quickly quickly asked me and they go, like, what's a doppelganger? What's a cryptid? And I was like, You don't you don't know what a cryptid is? And they're like, no. And I'm like, do you know what Bigfoot is and Mothman? And they're like, yeah, they're they're creatures. And I, it just took me like a second to just be like, oh no, there are people who don't who just yeah. don't know. So, a scloon lay lay down some uh lay down some definition. Okay, so a cryptid is an animal. Or uh, a creature that has been claimed to exist but never proven to exist is the definition of a cryptid. So all your myths and legends that exist out there but have never been proven. The Chupacabra. Monster. Mothman. Mothman. Loch Ness Monster. Sasquatch. Skinwalkers. Mm-hmm. Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Um, although there are plenty of people who will say that Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster are absolutely true and there is evidence I to would be it. one of those people. <laughs> uh, we just wanted to make, you know, make that little top of, top of the episode kind of hey. announcement. Our bad. Our bad. For those of you who don't know what murder is. <laughs> Why don't you uh, lay some definition <laughs> down, Ash? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just lay down like, hey. <laughs> 
Komodo is when two people and one is unalived. Ta-da! It could be multiple. It could be this. Okay, could you imagine if that's what we had to do? Like, anyone had to do at the top of, like, any, like, presentation. They're just like, today we're talking about polygraphs and parabolas. A parabola is a curved indicator. And they just kind of, like, draw. It's just like, like, this is oh, the God. thing. This is what the thing means. They tell you that you need to create a 4,000, like, word paper yeah. about what the geographical line of Machu Picchu is and you're like Machu Picchu the world's longest and oldest of the Inca culture they're so wonderful the mountains are so tall mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell yo that's the only thing that I remember in that entire entire thing listen I remember ATLs I believe they attach to the protein so they can make us like actually do things remember that How's your week been? By the way, we've been talk we've been talking all day today, and I haven't even asked you how it's your week's been, been. It's been pretty good. It was pretty ready. I uh, I finally got my first batch of commissions done, so that's exciting. Yeah. <gasps> One step closer to a piece. We're hoping, since you mentioned uh, commissions, and I then subsequently mm-hmm. mentioned PC. But we're hoping to do like a promotional little bit where uh, we play a horror game based off of people's real life experiences. And I I don't know how many episodes there are in the game, but like, I'm pretty sure there's something involving cryptids or ghosts in them, because why wouldn't there be? The true horror is man itself. True. But. Big, big facts. You know. A, a nice a nice ghost story would also be fun. How's your so. week been? I know you got your uh, booster. Yeah, I got my booster on Friday. Um, it's been, the week itself has been pretty rough, like work and everything. But the weekend was really nice. I spent um, some very much needed girl time with some lovely friends of mine. I learned how to do dip nail polish for the first Ooh. time. Besides that, we watched Encanto. I saw for the first time. It's an incredible movie. Hopefully, we'll be able to see it tonight. It's so good. I just love that movie. And we had Korean fried chicken, and it was it was the best night ever. It was a lot of a lot of crying, but it was a good night. <laughs> what girls' night isn't a girls' night without right. crying? Oh, so we are starting this week with tea. Yes, we both decided to to make tea for our little tea time talk. Yeah. Before getting into the, the horrors and gores, what tea are you picking today? Uh, I have my peach tea. We were talking about last, last time. Here. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. Hot. Very hot. You just have a regular regular yep. kettle, yep. right? The just one that goes the on the stove? the that whistles put on the stove. Yeah. Listen, you need to get an electric kettle. I think it's changed my life. Yeah, I've been told like three times now <laughs> that I need to get an electric kettle. I'm pretty sure yeah, I even told yeah, you last week, one. you need to get an electric <laughs> kettle. And then slowly but surely over the past week, everyone's told you to get <laughs> yeah. one. 
What kind of yeah. tea are you drinking today? The Monster Mash, the Rubus tea. Mm-hmm. And I'm using my fancy new tea strainer, uh, tea infuser guy. He's a little wire ball, and then it's a he's got a little amethyst tree of life. So I have magical tea. I feel so fancy. You sent me pictures, and they're amazing. And I like it because the crystals are actually heavy enough that they don't fall in. Like, they keep the the infuser at a good position, and I really like that. I was not expecting it. It's a good perk. Good perk. Good perk. Oh, we also finished watching the Staircase documentary yes. today. And we're not going to go into a full review over it, but if you could pick one word or one phrase to describe your thoughts on it, what would it be? Baffling. <laughs> <laughs> the word of the day is baffling. Yes. All can, that's all I could say, honestly, for it. Very baffling. It's definitely, it's definitely something where, like, you can't, based off of everything, you really can't pick and choose, but it's also a very eye-opener in terms of the judicial mm-hmm. system. That's for sure. Especially for those who are like sheltered and they like meaning like they don't really watch the news. They really haven't been in that society. It's definitely an eye opener as to what can happen when you're immediately picked up. And then like instead of following the evidence and or clues, they kind of formulate plans around it. So baffling is a good word is a good is a good word for how how we definitely feel. Definitely watch it for yourself. See the bafflement. The bafflement? The bafflement. Why why wasn't that the name of our (laughs) podcast? Is it too late to change? (laughs) The bafflement. Oh my god. Oh, watch just every season is because I'm already planning seasons. Don't don't at me. (laughs) Season one, the bafflement. bafflement. We're just so confused by by chapter one. Bafflement. <laughs> chapter <laughs> Chapter two. More confusion. Chapter three. Another bafflement chapter. <laughs> Man, is this my life? Is this life right now? <laughs> I've been just labeling all the years of yeah. my life. <laughs> have right? to laugh or else we'll cry. Literally. You have to laugh, otherwise yeah. we'll cry. Speaking of kind of laughing, but because of the fact that it's pretty, pretty terrible, uh, would you like to hear our stories for the day? Yes, I would. Very much. I'm very yes. excited. Yes, and you're so excited. <laughs> you're so excited for this one. I was going through last week, whenever we were finished with the recording, we both were kind of like, okay, what do we want to do? Always agree that there's not a whole lot of cryptids or monsters out in the world like we can probably dive deep but at the end of the day you know the cultures everyone has a different name for the same thing you know so i was like you know sometimes we'll do things you know i don't mind doing some paranormal stories i don't mind you know doing this and that like spooky strange and unusual and you know same thing with Skloom. Skloom, you know was on board with that and um I was like, oh, I'll do a quote-unquote cryptid this week. And I made the joke that I want to do the cryptid, the Attic Man. (laughs) Don't get your hopes up. It really isn't a cryptid or a monster. It's just a really awkward tale 
about Dolly, Osterreich, and Otto Stanhuber. And their really, really awkward love triangle, if you will. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Ready? Real quick, just to top them off, uh, my sources for today... I used Wikipedia and Murderpedia, Attic Man, the 1920s murder that shocked Los Angeles by Nancy Ballou on tutorscribe.medium.com, The Bizarre Case of the Unfaithful Wife and Her Attic Man by Cheryl Eddy on gizmodo.com, and The Story of Dolly Osterick, The Woman Who Kept Her Secret Lover in the Attic for Years by Erin Kelly on allthatsinteresting.com. Thank you. For everyone else doing their own research, that when I do my research, I just read stories. <laughs> it's very nice. Uh, but we start with August 22nd, 1922. Local Los Angeles police are alerted to gunshots by neighbors of Wahlberger, Dolly, Osterreich, and her husband, Fred William Osterreich. When police arrive, they find Dolly in a downstairs closet that was locked on the outside and her husband pronounced dead on the floor. With Dolly being locked in the closet and her husband clearly being shot, police were unable to fully figure out much of what happened except from Dolly's first-hand experience. Dolly stated an unknown man had broken into their home, attempted to rob them, locked her away, and then murdered her husband afterwards. The police only really found the husband's watch missing, but accepted the story as is. It wouldn't be many years later until police found out the truth surrounding Fred Osric's death and Dolly's hidden love life. So, a little bit about Dolly. Uh, Dolly, born as Wahlberga. We were talking about burgers earlier, so the fact that her name is Wahlberga... <laughs> Just made me laugh. <laughs> I was like, ah, yes. The Wahlbergers. The, the Wahlbergs. The Baragas. Uh, Wahlberger Osterich. Uh, she was born in 1880 in Germany or Milwaukee, Wisconsin. There really isn't any clear definition about where she was born or even a specific date. Just that it was in 1880 and her parents are of German heritage. So she was directly descended german but they can't tell where she was born there's really not much known about her early years she did work at a textile mill when she was 12 in milwaukee wisconsin and then at 17 she actually married the owner fred william osterich it was said dolly was friendly and attractive very charismatic and she would often act as a mediator between her husband and his workers since he was particularly unlikable dolly around the age of 30, was also known as being a naughty vamp, which was a specific term used by many articles. And I was very, like, in my brain, I was just like, who who coined her as a naughty vamp in the 1920s? Who did that? Who did that to this girl? But she was a naughty vamp and her husband a known drunk. Uh, It was rumored that her husband Fred was unable to satisfy her in the bedroom and thus she turned her attention to other pursuits which did actually allegedly include her inviting many lovers into the home 
I only found one article that mentioned that she had many lovers prior to the Attic Man, but it's not it's not specifically clear like how often or if it was just one many times. Like they didn't really give any yeah. details. It is a little unclear how her longest affair began, but the main theory is that Dolly, now 33, would convince 17-year-old factory worker Otto Sanhuber that she had a broken sewing machine and she desperately needed his help repairing it. Otto Sanhuber was an employee at Fred's factory, so because she was working there for a while and often, again, act as a mediator, she knew him fairly well. However, when Otto arrived at the Osterich residence, he would be greeted by Dolly, clothed in only a robe and stockings. It's a very, very movie-esque sewing machine just... trick. It's Mary Pat. <laughs> the old sewing machine. Ah, uh, yes. My old, my, my sewing machine's broken. I need you to come over I'll real quick. If only a strong has a bad. What fix my sewing machine for me? <laughs> oh no, my TV. It's broken. <laughs> ah, TikTok. Their affair began in secret. They were meeting in hotels or other locations besides the home. However, when meeting in public became an issue, either due to time, secrecy, or inconvenience, they did begin meeting in the Osterich's home. Meeting at the residence, though, did end up with its own problems when neighbors would begin to question the young man entering and leaving the premises at random times during the day. Dolly would identify him as her, quote, vagabond half-brother and hatched a plan. She would go on to create a secret room in the attic of her home, have Otto quit his job, and he would remain hidden for the next five years, not speaking to anyone else. Wow. Right? During this time, while Fred was at work, Otto would clean the house, write science fiction or pulp fiction, make bathtub gin, while also performing his primary objective, sleeping with Dolly. Is that something that you would take up? Like, if someone was like, hey, come live with my attic, and you can do whatever you want during, like, these hours, but you can't talk to anyone else, and you can never leave. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We don't even, we don't even know if this is insulated, if insulation was a thing, if she secretly hid, like, a little heater in a furnace up there. You think she would take? Yeah, like, (laughs) she would. Like, a whole, like, like, house up there? Like, he's got a bed or something? It's cold. Planks. Well, I'm assuming she was nice enough to give him a bed. At least a sleeping bag for five yeah. years. Five years. That is some dedication, mm-hmm. I guess. Oh, well, it gets even better, oh, Skloon. So exciting. Their affair would continue and seem- seemingly come to a halt when Fred announced he and Dolly would be moving to Los Angeles. Dolly would go with one particular request for their new home. It better have an attic. Fred had no idea that he had a third person in their relationship and agreed to his wife's condition of having an attic in Los Angeles, which apparently, I've never lived in California, so I don't know if this is accurate or not, 
apparently back in the 1920s, 1930s, it was incredibly difficult to have an attic in Los Angeles. It was like one in every like thousand houses or something. Like it was very rare. But he did it. He <laughs> did it. Otto would move in into their home prior to the ostrichs moving in. And the affair would continue for another five years. Move from Wisconsin to LA to be like, you know what? No one even knows us here. Like, I could live in your shack in the backyard. No, I'm going to still live in your little tiny yeah. attic that you're not even going to renovate like, for me. Like, I can't. If I was like, we need a house with an attic. Why? What are you doing in the attic? None of your business. Like, wouldn't you be curious what's in the attic? It's my sewing room. I just, I, I can't, I can't, I can't imagine. I mean, having a particular request, you know, for a house doesn't seem like that off the beaten path, you know, because like everyone has their particular wants or maybe she had previously used the attic for her sewing, truly, or they just had a lot of shit. And they need to pack it up. And she was like, we can't have a basement. It's LA. <laughs> but, but an attic. Just the fact that Otto would even move from Wisconsin to LA is just incredible to me. To live in the attic yeah. again. I just, I can't. One night, after a night of heavy drinking, Fred got into a loud and heated argument with Dolly. Believing Dolly this time was in danger of being harmed. Otto retrieved the pair of twenty-five caliber pistols, ran down from his attic hideaway, and upon being recognized by Fred, engaged in a fight. Fred again recognized Otto from the factory, even though it had been ten years in a whole different state. But eventually, Otto got the upper hand and shot Fred three times, murdering him on the floor. Now... Not wanting to be convicted of murder or the discovery of the affair, Dolly hid in the closet, instructing Otto to lock her inside. Otto grabbed the diamond pocket watch to help stage a burglar gone wrong and hid in the upstairs attic once again. Which again, baffles me why you would run upstairs and just leave. Yeah. Just, <laughs> no Get one's gonna know. Property. Who would know? No one's gonna know. When the police had arrived, they stumbled upon the scene and with no knowledge of Otto's hidden residency, they believed Dolly's story, even though the scene did bother them. Because again, if it was a burglary and they only stole his diamond pocket watch, but there was many valuables and she was locked inside, why didn't they take more? It could be argued, you know, that the police had heard or the, the neighbors had heard the gunshots and, you know, the killer's would then eventually run away, thinking that they didn't have a lot of time. But just a diamond pocket watch. The police released Dolly, as they could not prove she murdered her husband while locked in a closet. They did not find the murder weapons with her at all. She moved to a new home, while Otto did move away. However, you know, he did eventually return to his normal life, living in Dolly's attic. Otto continued his other hobbies and interests while Dolly actually started a new public relationship with her lawyer, Herman S. Shapiro. So her husband's dead. Her attic man, 
moved away and then came back because he just couldn't handle the real world, supposedly. <laughs> and instead of being in a public relationship with this person, she just went like, nah, we had a great 10 years and I don't want to change anything about those 10 years. So we're just going to keep this going. But I'm going to go date this hot lawyer guy. You'll forever be my attic man. Attic man. <laughs> Herman was a busy man, so she went from a very busy textile man to a very busy lawyer, leaving his partner, Dolly, to her devices yet again. This time, however, Dolly couldn't be satisfied by just her attic man. She actually had a third relationship with a man named Roy Klum. Klum, Klum, K-L-U-M-B. I'm going to go with Clum. During their relationship, uh, Dolly convinced Roy to dispose of a gun looking similar to the burglar's gun because she didn't want to get in trouble while also convincing her neighbor to bury the other gun. So she essentially was like, hey honey, I have this gun. I can't tell my lawyer about it because it looks really close to the burglar's gun, even though no one knows what it looks like. <laughs> And I just, I just don't want to get in trouble. So can I just go take it away from me? Can I just, bye. And then had her neighbor bury it under a rose bush. That's just weird. Dolly did decide to be a generous mistress and provided her lawyer boyfriend, Herman, with a beautiful diamond watch. The same watch she reported missing during her husband's oh. murder. Her little such <laughs> She's slipping. <laughs> Herman was eventually suspicious of the watch, and Dolly did try convincing him that she found it under the couch or in the front yard, believing the thieves might have dropped it during their escape. After Roy and Dolly's relationship ended, him finding out that she did actually have another lover, Roy went to the police and informed them of the gun he had disposed for her. The police were told that Dolly instructed him to dispose of it in the La Bria tar pits. And once uh, news of this had been released, Dolly's neighbor also provided the second gun to detectives, and even though both guns were reasonably destroyed and decayed because one was in a tar pit, one was under a rosebush, police were able to determine matching ballistics, and Dolly ended up being arrested under suspicion of murder. However, they did have an issue. Dolly was locked from the outside in a closet so things just weren't adding up however dolly being stuck in jail meant no one was able to provide for otto as they had a specific routine and relationship dolly asked her boyfriend herman to check on her quote vagabond half-brother who was in her attic when herman arrived at otto's attic entrance he was met by a pale thin, kind figure who confessed his affair with Dolly. It's not particularly clear if Herman convinced Otto to leave or if Otto left on his own accord, kind of figuring out that he may eventually be linked to the murders. But he left, moved to Canada, changed his name, and eventually married. Oh. The current charges against Dolly were dropped and she and Herman would eventually move in together. However, in 1930, Herman and Dolly ended their relationship, and now Herman, armed with the knowledge around Otto's involvement, 
as he had been the only one to know Otto was in the attic, Herman actually went to the LA police. And finally, Otto Sanhuber was arrested and convicted of manslaughter, despite his defense case being he was a sex slave and was under the control of Dolly during their 10-year affair. Otto would later be released as the statute of limitations for manslaughter had run out, and therefore he could not officially be charged. During his trials, Otto Sanhuber would be nicknamed the Batman, which I thought was great. <laughs> and he would disappear into the world after being released. No other details or information can be found on him. Dolly, having also been arrested for conspiracy of murder, was also released as the jury resulted in a hung jury, which, definition time, if you don't know what a hung jury means, it means that they were literally split 50-50 between uh, guilty and non-guilty, and they literally could not be a resounding decision. The indictment of her was officially dropped in 1936, and Dolly did stay in L.A. until her death in 1961. And that is the very wild case of our murderous quote-unquote cryptid, the Attic Man, and Dolly Usrick and her love affair triangle. Attic Man. Attic Man. What do you think? Was that something that you were no. expecting? <laughs> no, it was not. What were I you expecting? Know. I don't know. In my mind, I envisioned a murderer who who had their headquarters in an attic. <laughs> I mean, kind of. <laughs> well, there is a story called, I think it's the Spider-Man. Spider-Man? <laughs> if we want. Spider-Man, Spider-Man? I'm pretty sure it's his... I'm... I'm half positive i could be horribly wrong but it's essentially the story of a man who would like sleep in people's attics and then like come down for like lunch and dinner when no one else was around and he would like bathe when everyone was at work and like i think he ended up killing someone i i have to maybe i'll do that story soon but that was you know what in in the comics and the movies i've seen spider-man he is very broke so that sounds very spider-man-esque Man, he's a college student. He yeah. got no money. I, too, would sleep in somebody's attic and come down and steal their lunch meat. Oh, man, lasagna yeah. again. Come on, uh, Cook something different. Tuna casserole. Oh, man, I was... I was Spider-Man. <laughs> I can't. How, how is Spider-Man supposed to get all his protein Spider-Man. for the day? How is he supposed Spider-Man. to scale? Yeah, whenever he can. Good. He's now Spider Garfield. <laughs> just <laughs> where's my lasagna, John? Gar- oh, Garfield, Garfield man. man. Oh no, that would be terrifying. I. That's a cryptid. cryptid. Maybe one day we could make uh, cryptids. Like we could. That, that's that's for that's for a day. Maybe maybe I. We already have some ideas for listener interaction. So maybe that will be something we can. Your darkest corners on your street. Uh, Garfield man coming near you. Garfield (laughs) man, where like he's just this giant humanoid cat, and like as soon as he smells pasta water boiling, like he gets angry, and nothing can satisfy him. Have you until he gets his? Have you seen the Gorefields things? 
Oh. No. I'll have to send you a whole bunch. So, essentially, the internet oh took Garfield, right? And they said, what if he was scary? Mm-hmm. The internet likes What's to do name? that with a lot of I'll things. Have to show you. What is it? Uh, the Mickey Mouse thing? I forget what video game it was, but it was like a, a horror type of video game. And then all of a sudden, like a horde of Mickey Mouse. Like it was like other people. And then like they had modded the game to where they had a Mickey Mouse head. And it was just like them all doing Mickey Mouse voices while they attacked another oh, person. Yeah. Like have yeah, you I've seen, seen a clip of it? I've seen uh, some YouTubers play it way back when. Yeah, it's it's an older. It's an older, It just made me. They just like to take such cute things and make them just so, just it's so just weird, so just twisted and just childhood things. The being t- creepy is like a nice recipe. The Teletubbies oh, themselves are yeah. already creepy, but if they just made them horrible, oh, like mm, listen. We already have many ideas for cryptids, <laughs> so one day that'll just be a whole, a whole episode of bafflement. <laughs> the bafflement continues. A whole episode. So what is what is your story for well, today? My story, uh, is about the Lebrea tar pits that was mentioned in the anime. <gasps> Um, it's almost like this was planned in a weird, weird co-wink-a-dink way. Uh, oh my god. So weird. Uh, I will say, I know, I know next to nothing about the tar pits. So, you did tease me earlier saying that there was a little bit of fun, interesting, spooky. Just a little bit of spoop. Uh, Just a teaspoon. A spoop up in here. A spoonful of spoop. Of spoop. Scloonful of spoop. Okay. I I have my tea. I am ready. So Give let's it to start me. off with just a little a little explain of what the tarpits be. Just so we get the overall mm-hmm. environment. The Lebrea tarpits. Actually, Lebrea means uh the tar. So the actual full name of Lebrea Tar Pits is the the Tar Tar Pits. <laughs> I was laughing at it when I was writing it. <laughs> it's almost like this is something that annoys me all the time. Chai and chai yeah. tea. Chai means tea, so you calling it chai tea is you just saying it's tea or tea. The Sahara Desert means Sahara means desert, so it's the desert desert. Right. Or uh non non bread. And it's bread bread. And I'm like, I just <laughs> I get it. But the fact that there is an actual location that's the 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 tartar pits. Tartar. Tartar. Tartar sounds delicioso. Oh my god, thank you for that piece of knowledge. We've cracked the code once more. <laughs> I will say that earlier, when we were watching the Staircase Murders, uh, we actually did have like an hour and a half conversation about dips. <laughs> so the fact that you just said the tartar sauce, it's in forbidden tartar. I was like, aw. But we can totally now make a dip called the tartar. That's true. Ooh. <laughs> the tartar forbidden sauce. 
listen, I love to cook. We're going to have to think about it. It's going to be almost like seven layer dip, except some sludge. I figure it out. Anyway, away from the dips. <laughs> Let's go to a natural Away from the dips. Uh, the Le Brea Tar Pits are a group of tar pits inside Hancock Park in the heart of L.A. They are made up of three pools of natural asphalt that have seeped up out of the ground for tens of thousands of years. They are described as oh. the death trap of the ages. More than 3.5 million fossils have been discovered in there. And two today, even, they're still digging for fossils in there. Most date from 11,000 to 50,000 years ago. Bones animals like mammoths, save the truth, cats, giant sloths would get stuck in pool, starve, and then slowly sink or drown. Oh, Isn't that's it? terrifying. I, so this is also a place you can go and visit. And uh, everything I searched up is free to visit. It's not free to go into the museum, but it's free to visit the actual tar pits. So they have a giant display oh. of like an elephant drowning outside the tar pits. And it's terrifying. That doesn't sound pleasant no. at so, all. So, you know, if you guys are near the tar pits, go visit the Forbidden Soup. I'm not going to lie, though. Me being who I am, I'd probably be fascinated by that. Oh, yeah. The Labrea tar pits are pretty much the only tar pit that has been searched extensively in the world because the other tar pits are, hmm. are off limits due to political situations. So we can't go and dig around in them. So oh. who knows what those are. Okay. There are urban legends around the tar pits that mention that they are a convenient dumping ground for killers over the decades. But that makes sense. Right? What? I would hide my stuff in a tar pit. Who's gonna go on after they're there? In the forbidden soup. Especially if they have to pay for entry into yeah. a museum. <laughs> nope, never mind. You gotta get out Five now. Five dollars? Oh ah. I'll uh-huh. just go to jail. Well, all right, <laughs> bye. bye. But you said but. <laughs> but. What is the There but? was a human body found in the tar pits. <gasps> mm-hmm. Do we know anything about this human body? It is speculated that it is oh. L.A.'s oldest homicide victim. In 1914, a 9,000-year-old set of human remains were found in the pit, female, and believed to be around 18 to 20 years old. Her skull had a hole in the side and the jaw broken, believed to be from a crushing blow with a blunt object. Dubbed the Labrea woman, some have speculated that she has possibly died from the blow. Oh. You can't see it, but my mouth <laughs> is literally just a gate. She was in no. the museum, but fear of backlash from certain communities, they ended up reburying her, or allegedly reburying her in the pit. You know they didn't do that. To lay her body to rest tight. No, no, no. They probably were like, yep, here's a huge ceremony. Ba, ba, da, ba. And then they were like, alright, dig her back up, yeah. let's go. We got we got plenty more things to Start do with somewhere this. Somewhere in like a Christmas tote storage shed. This is where Grandma Ma stays. <laughs> right, next she, to the Christmas But season. they don't know anything more about her besides the fact that she possibly died from the killing, from the blow. I think I read, I didn't write it down which I should have, but she was like her height was around four feet but other than that, nope. She was uh, found oh. next to, like, dog remains also. 
We don't know if it was her dog or is that just a coincidence? Right, because you don't know if they were thrown in together or if it was just like how the tar pits moved right, everything right. together. How old was she Speculated again? Speculated from 18 to 20 years old. Wow. And they found her not too long ago. Um, a few, like a decade or so ago? In 1914. Okay. Oh, they found her in yeah. 1914. So yeah, she's She's an old She's bird an old now. Bird. So that was the only like evidence of a human that's been pulled to bait out of the carpets. They're still digging in there. I'm surprised about that. Right? Like that's the only one that they found so far. I'm very right? surprised. There is a very weird coincidence about the carpets. So mm-hmm. in October nineteen thirty five, nineteen year old Mary Alice Bernard told her mother Someday, you'll find me at the bottom of the La Brea Tar Pits, shortly after going missing. The LA Times front page covered with a story headlining body in the tar pits. Reported on the tar pits were raked and grappled with hooks and long ropes, but found nothing. After four months, her mother saw her uh, picture in an article about an amnesia victim, and she believed her name was Anne Page. So she, you know, got re- reunited with her daughter. But another search happened at the Tar Pits, December 1938, when a suicide note and clothing belonging to George W. Page were found nearby. Police and firemen engaged in efforts and were surprised when Page himself showed up and said hello. He was arrested for it being a hoax, sent to 30 days in jail. And he pretty much just said he staged a suicide to get away from his girlfriend. <laughs> well, that's just not how it's done there, Paige. But the the weird coincidence is, so nearly 40 years after the two searches, the pits added a museum that you have to pay to get into. <laughs> and the museum was named after businessman George C. Page. All of these pages have no known relation to each other, but all with the last name Page. So wait, so the girl who told her mom that she would be found dead at the bottom of the pits was Page, like last her, name Page. Her la- real last name was Bernard, but she believed when she got amnesia her name was Anne Page. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So Bernard, and then last name that she thought yep. was Page, and then a man named George W. Page faked his own yeah. death. And then another man named Paige opened up the museum at the pits, and his yep. last name was Paige. But they have no relation no to relation. each other. That's it's amazing. Easy. That's I like. I know there's probably like four thousand like Smiths and Johnsons and and all that, but the fact that there's three quote unquote Pages, and they all are about the pits like it's not even just like in the area it's all the pits it's very that's very Very spooky coincidence and while nothing really like you know one human was found in the pit but Mm. evidence of other crimes were found in the pit (laughs) in 2013 detectives had got a tip on a high profile murder case the murder case happened in 2011, and the investigation had gone cold until they got word that evidence may have been thrown in the La Brea tar pits. 
So we got a police diver, LAPD Sergeant David Mukarsna. Sorry, I said that wrong. I'm sorry. I would have done the same. So he went into the pits to grab these evidence out. Very brave man. Yeah, you couldn't pay me oh, enough no, no. to do that. So they had operational vehicles and stuff for underwater like searches, but the problem with that is they thought there was a slight chance it could emit a small electrical spark that would cause explosions and like set the tar pit up in flames, so that was out. Yeah. What? Tar is flammable. <laughs> I'm sorry. They were like, we have this possible machine that could be great for us, however, it could cause a horrible explosion. Yep, so they couldn't even use it. I mean, I'm glad that they didn't use it, but yeah. oof. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> they had, uh, they tried hooks, they tried magnets, both of them were very useless trying to find the evidence. So, the only thing to do is send a person down there. The diver stated, yeah. you could see bubbles coming up that's from methane gas coming through. And some are bigger, some are smaller, but you're constantly hearing a popping noise. It looks like if you step in there, you're not coming back. No, thank you. <laughs> That's the name of today. Not bafflement, but forbidden, forbidden soup. soup. I, mm, 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 I'm sorry. You keep go- I'm no, so no, sorry. No. Keep going because no, no, I'm no. so invested. Uh, on June 6, 2013, Dave and his team arrived early in the morning. He wore a hazardous material suit that manufacturers said should hold up in the tar, but if too much time passed, could dissolve and burn itself up. Yeah, oh. spooky. So, for extra precaution, uh, they wrapped duct tape around the seals of the suit. That good old flex tape. <laughs> I was just thinking flex tape. And that's a lot that's of damage. Lot of damage. <laughs> oh. I mean, but think of all the quality marketing that they could get out of that oh yeah duct tape people are (laughs) this does reinforce the idea though that duct tape fixes everything that's true that's true possible leaky hazmat suit (laughs) duct Duct tape tape. flex tape air was pumped in from the service and a radio system was added so dave could hear instructions from land then they brought in fire trucks that used the high power hoses to clear away the surface until it was a more liquidy state. Rigging safety lines to the suit, Dave waded into the dark coop. Ooh, scary. I would I how would you feel? Right? You're you're facing the dark coop. You know you gotta go in there. You're facing yeah. death. You don't know if you're gonna come out. You don't gotta go anywhere. I'm sorry. Thank you so much for your investment into me. <laughs> um no. I choose life. <laughs> I choose life. You could not pay me enough to do that. That is, that sounds so terrifying. I am so worried that you're going to end <laughs> this whole thing. Like, and he never was seen again. <sighs> well, okay. <laughs> he said after the first couple of layers of tar, all you could see was a very dark green. Some parts of the tar that he was in were pudding like others if you touched them you immediately got stuck he said it was very difficult you can't swim normally you can't kick in the tar so all he had was a big metal pole that he would have to move a little bit pick himself up and then move forward one foot at a time 
couldn't see very well. He could barely be able to see his hand unless it was right in front of his face. He could only rely on the radio man as he couldn't see his equipment. He couldn't see his gauges. So all his equipment, as soon as he got down there, stopped working. Oh. Yeah. Terrifying. No. Yeah. Get out. This is worth it. Because <laughs> like you're also talking about like his oxygen and stuff, right? Like not, not just no, like no, pressure No, no, no. So gauge, his oxygen, like, oxygen was heated from like a tube. So that was good to go. But like his... Oh, so he didn't have like a like a meter to like be like, hey, like you're kind of running a yeah. little low, like even though he's so his okay, like scanner, okay, okay. his That's... depth, like thing stopped working. He doesn't know how far down he is. Yeah, stupid. There's a reason. So nine minutes was what the diet was supposed to be. It wasn't safe to be down there for any longer. It was very hot, and the longer the suit was exposed to tar, the more likely it would dissolve and burn itself. But Dave got stuck down there twice. Once, his arm got stuck trying to reach for an evidence. The other time, his fin got stuck to something. A tar pit monster? Monster? Tar monster? Monster? A cryptid in the tar Couldn't really see unless it's in front of your face or... Mm-hmm. Maybe we started cracking the code oh. on this. Look at that. <laughs> so originally the the dive was supposed to be nine minutes. With him getting stuck and having to unstick himself, the dive was seventy seven minutes. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Because his equipment Well that duct tape. Duct tape. <laughs> so I was gonna say the duct tape yeah. held up, right? Oh my god. Hopefully. So, uh, because his equipment failed, nobody knows exactly how far it was, but it was estimated that he was from 7 to 17 feet in the tar. Uh, they had to immediately trash his suit. His mask and gloves were full of tar. The fins he wore were partially melted and deformed. And while down there, his hood smell shifted, so the whole side of his face, in his ear and neck, were full of tar. He was very nauseated and lightheaded after, but was given the all-clear after being checked by the EMTs for several hours. So he's good. He's fine. That's a difficult shower. Right? We're going to be honest. That's a difficult Because think of how sticky molasses is. And then think how sticky tar is. Here comes another advertisement. Goo gone. (laughs) <laughs> Good for tar. <laughs> oh my god. Goo gone. Oh. are thriving. Oh, they didn't even realize the potential. <laughs> oh my god. Sponsored by Goo gone. Although it was very scary and difficult, and there was many times he thought he would not come back up, it was successful. He recovered evidence that helped detectives bring in sus- suspects to custody. He retrieved three items when he was down there. One may have been a firearm, one have, may have been a bone, and the other some type of tool. So, huh. the uh, firearm especially was used as like a bargaining chip. Like the good cop, bad cop routine. Like, they found the murder weapon. Mm. And in that, they got their suspect. On to the actual murder they were looking for. So yes. in 2011, a man named Alonzo Esther was shot in the Baldwin Hills neighborhood of Los Angeles. He was 67 years old, a real estate entrepreneur and nightclub owner. 
Early in the morning of May 13, 2011, Alonzo was leaving the club for the night. He asked the security guard to follow him part of the way home because he thought he'd seen a suspicious car outside. Alonzo was driving his white Rolls Royce. He pulled into the driveway and was shot twice, still sitting in the driver's seat. It was 2.30 a.m. Police believe the shooter got into the car, searched Alonzo's, <laughs> and searched Alonzo's pockets. A woman inside Alonzo's house called the police to report the shooting witness report. They had seen a man leaving the neighborhood in a sedan. Alonzo was taken to the hospital where he was pronounced dead at 3.13 a.m. Homicide detectives determined that it had been a robbery. Witnesses said that Alonzo's money clip was found on the empty ground, but his ex-wife said she didn't think it was a robbery because whoever shot them didn't even bother with the $300 million car. They just right. took the money clip. The suspect, a man named Dennis Brown, pled guilty to the charges of manslaughter and attempted robbery and was sentenced to 16 years in prison. Although one defendant was convicted in this case, there are still two or three uncharged suspects, and this matter could return to the courtroom someday. Oh, so like they're not even done with it yet. And although there was no creature that we know of in the pits there was a horror movie that sprung up from the legend of the pits. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's called a movie. It's, a movie. <laughs> it's called Tar. It was written and directed by Aaron Wolf. The story revolves around the legend of an ancient creature that awakes thanks to some underground construction and terrorizes those that gets in its way. And it came out in October 20, 2020. So maybe we'll have to watch it because that sounds amazing. <laughs> I, just real quick, I did Google it, like, real quick, because I was like, what? Nuh-uh. Just looking at this poster, like, there, the front of the movie poster, it literally is, like, a 1970s horror film. <laughs> Great. Like, and it just says, based on the true legend, Tar. What true See, that's legend? See, thing, if, right? If Skloon can't even I find it. up and down for Legends of the Tar, and these are the only things I could find. That's about it. Mm. Real quick before I my credits are thisiscrime.com, uh, suburbanturmoil.com, the LA Times, ABC News, Mental Floss, Creepy LA, and the always amazing Wikipedia. Wikipedia does so Wikipedia much. It does so much. Well, thank you. That was freaking incredible you gave us you gave us just conspiracies and and you gave you gave me a murder in there like how to how to oh, you just Wild, gave me so much right? i'm just so happy a, a, a i'm so soup. happy that you did that you know it was good <laughs> soup good soup <laughs> if there was ever if, if there was ever uh, an episode for good soup it was this i you blew my mind away, especially with the woman the night from 1914 being found, yeah. and she's considered like the oldest, like murder victim surrounding the Tarpits. Like that in itself is pretty crazy. And then the fact that they literally wrapped a man in duct tape and was like, "All right, 
Bye bye. I read so where I got the thing. I forgot to write this down too. Ah, but um, so they did a like an interview with him, and he said the duct tape honestly helped him out a lot. <laughs> well, how about duct tape? It makes the world yeah. go round, and again, that's where Flux Seal ruined. Like they lost their chance to be like the number one yeah. sealer. But then he probably couldn't get out of his suit afterwards because it would have been, like, yeah. super sealed. He'd been sealed in there for life. <laughs> Flexi. Just, he probably took so many showers. I I could not imagine just the amount of stickiness. Like, you would probably never no, feel clean. Just, like, them saying, uh, if you go more than six minutes or nine minutes, what is like that like your suit yeah like, like yeah nine minutes be gone and he was down there for 77 it'll melt yeah that i would feel like i'm not claustrophobic by any means i i does not bother me but i think in that moment i would probably experience some form of claustrophobia because like you're trapped yeah. you truly have no way out you have no way to to escape and then on top of that like you have this in the back of your mind of like well my suit's also slowly but surely melting and you have no sense of time there's no light because like it's so dark right like he couldn't even swim couldn't swim the only (sighs) time i'd ever see his hand if it was like directly in front of his face i would love to watch his interview just to see like how he is yeah. now because that that definitely is something that changes you i could imagine him being like all right you know what uh i had my fill uh this was a great learning experience for me call me never and i will uh talk to y'all yeah. later bye it seems like some of the stuff i like, found was from um a podcast script so let me send you that link and then maybe you can see his interview <gasps> and watch it please i would love that because just people's and this is kind of like the game that i was telling you about like hearing about people's stories and like what they are going through what they've done like it's just so fascinating to me about how much the body can go through like mental emotional physical before breaking And the fact that some people do so much, it is just incredible. Like, I'm blown away by the fact that he's still alive from that. Me too. Got very lucky. Thank you so much for for going that. I know you probably had, like, a whole other idea. But, like, as soon as I saw the tar pits, I was like, I wonder if she'd be interested in... And doing like a, so fun. a mix I, effort. I'm gonna be honest with you. I heard about the tar pits once in school, and this was just it was like little little baby spoon was reawakened. I was like, I'm gonna learn about the the forbidden soup. You were like transported <laughs> back in time, <laughs> little little baby spoon with her big old ears and just big old eyes, and she's like, Papa, Papa, the the tar pits, the tar tar pits, the tar tar pits. How how deep the the tar tar pits? How deep it's do they go? What? Father, what, what is that? Was <laughs> the tar tar pits? 
Oh my god. We have since you said elephant, every time I hear tarpits, I truly just remind myself of like the Jurassic yeah. time. And you know, like the those movies and like they get stuck in them. That's how they yeah. die. It's the quicksand, but for dinosaurs. Yeah, and Exactly. And where I live in Florida, there is this I I don't want to call an amusement park because when people hear the word amusement park, they think of like Disney World or uh, Universal Studios or like Six Flags. But there's no other term for it. It's a little park that is there for your amusement. There's no rides. It's, it's nothing of that. It's literally a gift shop that you walk in first. And that's where you pay for your admission. And if you want to add on um, the rock thing. And you go <laughs> you go in and it's this courtyard. And you can go right and you can look at dinosaurs and how like they like the fossils that they had and stuff like that bones that they may or may not have found which is funny how they're like this is a real life dinosaur leg and i'm like not in this little park there's no (laughs) way you have a quote true dinosaur leg it's fine but then you can walk around and it's it's literally just a walk around of sculptures that look like children painted them but they are I'll have to show you pictures of it. It's called Dinosaur World. And it was only like $10 for like admission. So like it's really not that bad. Um, Like 5 or $10. But it just. <laughs> I always were thinking. I was like man. If only that was actually a tar pit too. Because I would very much willingly spend my $10. There <laughs> and just look at all the dinosaurs yeah. in tar. Like. I want to go to the tar pit so it bad now free. just to be like, ah, oh, yes, it is free. The museum's the not free. free. But the tar pits are Oh, free. God. I wonder how bad they oh, smell. Oh, it said they smell horrible. Oh, it, that was like a very clear, like, hey, guys, you're not looking for daisies yeah. here. It's a, whew, oof. Well, see, now we, we have, have to go. go. We're going to take a, we're going to take a field oh. trip. And we're gonna <laughs> let's take a field trip. We're gonna go on so many field <laughs> trips. I am gonna go to New Orleans in in February, you know, which is much before this podcast comes out. And well, not much before, literally like the week before, which is why we're recording all these early so that I don't we don't miss field out trip. on our on anything. But I am so excited to go to like all the the ghost. Uh, the ghost tours. I'm really excited to learn about the um, the Madame Voodoo lady. I cannot remember her name for the life of me right now. I will definitely get better at remembering things, but ADHD and me are not good friends, let me tell you. I'm excited to see some like murder things there. There's definitely a lot of of that. Like They definitely will take you around and show you like where like they from what I've read, there's a lot of uh, tours that will do, like, the honoring of victims and, like, will teach you, like, the backstory and, like, New Orleans itself is just rich with history. So I'm really excited to to see if there's anything yeah. there. Maybe I can I can convince my family to do the, to go to L.A. next year so we can 
just for my secret enjoyment to look at the, the tar pits. The tar tar ta ta ta. So, to to wrap up uh, our segment, a spoonful of sugar. Uh, this is where we talk about what we're excited about. Um, something that's good that's happened, um, either to us, to another person. It doesn't have to be super huge. It doesn't have to be really small. It's whatever we would like. So what is, since you've wrapped up our last story, what is what is your spoon full of sugar this well, week? Well, I'm going to watch Encanto. How do you say? Encanto. Encanto. I, this is very nerdy, but I am almost on the proper level to run raids on destiny <laughs> so that's pretty fun <gasps> that's a super exciting i remember playing oh, that game you play? on xbox forever <sighs> oh yeah i used to be a hardcore destiny player was i used to be um the hunter and i used yes. goldeneye a lot i only i didn't do destiny 2 mm-hmm. i only did destiny 1 so i know i know a little bit um, but I remember doing raids and they were so yeah. stressful <laughs> the whole time. And I remember like, I'm just going to sit back here with a sniper, <laughs> sniper, no sniping. No so I'm very happy that you, you're slowly getting up to that point. That's yeah. You've been doing a lot of streaming and I'm very, very excited for you. Yeah. You've been, you've been doing really well lately. Thing that just jazzed my whole day last night. <gasps> another spoonful give it to me again about destiny i'm sorry i'm a nerd but a baby guardian uh, a guardian is what you are in destiny but the new players right now they are called kinder guardians it makes me so happy <laughs> oh so my baby god destiny players are kinder guardians. <laughs> that is the cutest <laughs> thing i've ever heard tickles me pink. like when you were like baby guardian i was like oh they're making like babies like i was trying to think of like where this was going and then you said baby guardians and i just was like they put a pun yeah. in yeah. a game i'm so happy for that well that's my spoonful of sugar that was not something <laughs> that i was expecting to learn and the fact that you blessed me with that knowledge icing icing on the cake uh, my spoonful is is just I got to see my friends after not seeing them for a very long time. Uh, it was super nice to get out of the house to, and like you know, with right now, you know, not to get uh super super into it, but like you know, with the rise in surges and you know everyone's worried and scared, and on the other side don't care there's a lot of people of that mindset but overall like it's a very scary world and just the fact that i was able to connect with friends and we got to have like we all cooked brunch together we all took naps together and watched um movies and it was just a really you know sometimes when you're i mean you may not be just because of the conversation we had last time but um when sometimes you can feel like emotionally and physically starved oh, yeah. for a particular yeah. affection yeah. you know what i'm saying like 
And I think that was something that I didn't realize that I was missing. And the fact that I got to experience it, it was a very vulnerable night. We we had a lot of discussions, a lot of talks, and I've never felt closer to my friends than I did yesterday. And just the fact that I get to call these amazing women, including oh. you, um, some of my closest friends, it just... It just makes me happy that I get to experience that on a regular schedule. So you're the sweetest. That's why we named this part the Schoonful of Sugar, because no one is no. as sweet as you. No. And that is a damn no. fact. That no. is a damn fact. <laughs> well, that's okay, because next week you get to introduce us, and then I'm going to one-up uh, you. Okay, okay. just going to... But on that note, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you so much for just joining us for today. I am having Scoon, I, I know that we literally all week we've been telling each other this, but I'm so happy that you're on this journey with me. I could not have asked for a better co-host. Um host. I could not have asked for a better friend. And thank you for sitting through very baffling documentaries with me. And thank you for just being oh, you. Ash, stamp, stamp. Stamp. Listen, I've been on a field trip for the past 24 freaking hours. You can join okay. me for a moment. I just love you. <laughs> thank you for bringing me on this journey. It's been so fun. I, I just. <laughs> it's the detective so- in me is so happy. I just get to go dig up some boopiness about things right i get to do it with i am you're one of the most amazing people i've ever met and i'm so excited that i met you and that's becoming friends thank you so much stop stop everyone's gonna be like who the hell are these people and why are (laughs) what am i listening this is not what i signed up for listen you joined us to listen to someone named Skloon, which is the most cutest name on the freaking planet, talk about her love of cryptids, you signed up for this machinist too. You clicked too. on that button. We all did. You're here now. <laughs> you clicked. You liked. You liked it. You subscribed it. You favorited it. You did all and those things. you know things. what? We love you. We love you. You're also part of this now. You're mm-hmm. our friend. That's okay with us. That That's where it should be. That's how it should be. So... We'll sign off uh, today. We're going to go watch Encanto because I'm going to watch it with you because it's an amazing (laughs) movie. And and we hope you guys have a wonderful week. We see you next time. This has been an episode of Murder Horror Monsters. Music produced by Dank with a Stank and Spooky Rose. Research and stories completed by Ash and Skloon. Follow the podcast on Twitter at MHMPod. Join us every Tuesday for new content on Spotify.